0: In May, the director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, gave Americans some good news. Vaccinated people no longer needed to wear masks when they went indoors.
1: If you are fully vaccinated, you can start doing the things that you had stopped doing because of the pandemic. We have all longed for this moment.
0: But then, two months later, in the face of the Delta variant, the agency reversed course, saying that in many parts of the country, vaccinated people should wear masks inside. We begin tonight with the pandemic and the CDC's new guidance. The CDC has altered its guidance from 10 and a half weeks ago. The CDC tells Americans, vaccinated or not, to mask up again when indoors in high-risk areas.
2: Some people felt the way that they presented that information was kind of confusing. I think the public kind
0: of feels a bit of whiplash right now. That's our colleague Sarah Toy, who covers health. And this week, Sarah got a chance to sit down with Dr. Walensky for an exclusive interview to talk about what it's been like to run the agency and why it reversed course on masks.
1: My job is to put my head down, ignore the criticism, and do the right thing for the public and to do the right thing for health. And in my mind, the right thing for health was to tell people what I knew when I knew it. There was a no-win situation. We were going to get criticized either way. You know, my job is to protect the health. And so that's what
0: I did. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaum. It's Thursday, August 12th. Coming up on the show, Director Rochelle Walensky on the CDC's struggles to communicate policy and her view on the future of the pandemic. This episode is brought to you
2: by Global X ETFs. Looking to invest? Start your journey by exploring exchange-traded funds with Global X ETFs.
0: Dr. Rochelle Walensky took over as CDC director in January as part of the incoming Biden administration. Before that, she was a physician at Massachusetts General Hospital, and she led its infectious diseases division.
2: When she took office, Dr. Walensky said she was going to restore public trust in the CDC. At the time, I think surveys showed public trust was down after the Trump administration sort of got involved or interfered in decision-making. As you know, they sometimes edited guidance from the CDC. She really had to contend with coming in and trying to rebuild that trust in the agency.
0: Why does the public perception of the CDC matter?
2: The public perception matters because they're the ones making recommendations around public health guidelines. And for people to trust the CDC's guidelines and actually do what they suggest, you know, they they really need to trust them and to respect and and know that what they're
0: doing is uh, in their best interests. — On Monday, Dr. Walensky sat down with Sarah and our colleague Sabrina Siddiqui, who covers the White House.
2: What would you say has been the hardest part of leading the CDC during this time? Wow. Um, So
1: I think for me personally, there have been a couple of things that have just been hard. One is... It always weighs heavily when you are making a guidance for a country. You know, take the remasking guidance. That weighed heavily. I know the decision was a change from prior, and yet communicating we're evolving with the science, and that unfortunately means that everybody needs to put a mask back on, was never going to be well received and was science that was a little bit hard to explain. And so that has been one thing that, you know, has been challenging. I think the second big thing, just given my background, as a physician, my patients have never really questioned that I was looking out for their best health. I always sort of went into a patient's room and they always knew that I was there to take care of them and their health and that I stayed late at the hospital and came in early and got called overnight, always because I wanted to do what was best for them. Now that's questioned as to whether Dr. Rochelle Walensky is actually looking out for my best health. And that's been hard because that's always been, that's how I'm trained, right?
0: Thank you. That's very insightful. And, um, you know, since you brought up the
1: recent decision to revise mask guidelines for vaccinated people, can you walk us through when it was that you and others at the CDC started to reconsider the guidelines and how it was that you ultimately came to the decision to revise them again? Yeah, absolutely. So maybe we should rewind to May, there was an enormous pressure for vaccinated people to be able to do things that they wanted to get back to doing. So in terms of what we needed at the time to say it was possible scientifically to take off your mask, we needed to be able to say that the vaccines worked like they did in the clinical trials. We needed to say that they were working against the variants we had here in the United States. And we needed to demonstrate that if you happen to be a breakthrough infection, that the vaccine worked such that you wouldn't be able to transmit it. And when we saw that level of evidence in all three of those areas back in May is when we said, okay, it's okay for people who are vaccinated to take off their mask. It's working against the strains we have here in terms of severe disease. And even if you're a breakthrough, you're probably not going to give it to somebody else.
0: Around the same time, the CDC took another step that surprised many. The agency announced it would stop keeping track of how many vaccinated people were contracting COVID, what's known as breakthrough cases. Sarah asked Dr. Walensky about that decision.
2: One of the criticisms uh, we've heard has been around why the CDC decided to stop tracking breakthrough infections that didn't result in hospitalizations and deaths. So, you know, I wanted to hear about the rationale behind that. Yeah, so... um Thank you for
1: asking that. What was starting to happen is we were getting reports of breakthrough infections that were sort of through this passive surveillance. And then we would say, okay, um, can we get the sample and can you give us some clinical data? And the test had been trashed from the central lab and the clinical data were not available. So not only could we not get good data on vaccine effectiveness because they weren't being uniformly reported, we didn't have a sample, so we couldn't sequence it, and we didn't have clinical data. And so that was not productive to try and get any of the information that we needed for breakthrough infections. But the way we're really doing our vaccine effectiveness is a much better strategy to sort of understand how these vaccines are working. And that is we have numerous cohorts that we follow over time. And these are, you know, 5,000 essential workers that get a weekly test. So we can follow whether they have asymptomatic infection or not, or we follow healthcare workers over time. And every two weeks, four weeks, we look at the data to see how the vaccines are working. We do this in long-term care facilities. And so we follow the same cohorts of people over time. And that's a much better
0: marker of how to measure effectiveness. As summer got underway, the CDC maintained that vaccines were highly effective at not only preventing severe illness, but also preventing transmission of the virus. But Dr. Walensky told Sarah and Sabrina that the agency was getting worried about a new COVID strain — the Delta variant.
1: Now we can sort of fast-forward to where we were in, let's say, early July. and. What we were thinking through is Delta was here. It was clearly getting to places, as we always said, we were worried about. It was starting to take hold in places that were less vaccinated, which is always, had always been our concern. So we were moving towards needing to put some guidance out to remask those areas that just had a lot of disease. And then the um, Barnesville County, Massachusetts outbreak happened. A super popular vacation spot in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, is seeing a cluster of COVID cases. Provincetown, Massachusetts, reporting 551
0: positive cases, 70% of them in fully vaccinated people. And that outbreak would change everything. That's after the break.
2: This episode is brought to you by Walmart. Walmart is committed to helping associates live better. As
1: one of the first companies to remove college degree requirements from the majority of their roles, Walmart is creating opportunities for associates to build careers based on their real-life experiences. In fact, the company is investing over $1 billion in career-driven training and development programs. Learn why it pays to work at Walmart at walmart.com slash skillsfirst.
0: In July, the highly contagious Delta variant was taking hold around the country, and the CDC was keeping an eye on it.
1: Because we knew that Delta had so much more virus, we were starting to see new scientific papers that demonstrated that the burden of Delta virus in the nasopharynx was higher.
0: Even as the CDC was watching the rise of Delta, it was publicly sticking by its mask guidance. At a White House briefing on Thursday, July 22nd, Dr. Walensky said the agency was not changing its recommendations.
1: Fully vaccinated people are protected from severe illness. If you are vaccinated, you get exceptional protection from the vaccines, but you have the opportunity to make the
0: personal choice to add extra layers of protection if you so choose. But a day later, the CDC would get information that would make them rethink that position. There was an outbreak of COVID-19 on Cape Cod, And what the CDC found
2: was that hundreds of people got infected and many of them were actually vaccinated. And on top of that, those vaccinated people with COVID-19 had um, a similar level of virus than those who were unvaccinated. And that's really unique to uh, the Delta variant. So basically what the CDC took away from that is that vaccinated people can indeed transmit the virus. So we saw
1: those data on a Friday um, and we said, oh, this is troublesome. We called some international colleagues who might have been ahead of us in seeing Delta to get a sense of what they had seen. They corroborated it, actually. Um, We looked at one other outbreak that we were actively working on and saw it one other place. And we said, this is probably something we need to act on. This is something we need to act on. So once we had corroboration from several other independent
0: um, outbreaks and, and looks, we moved forward to update our guidance. By the following Tuesday, July 27th, Dr. Walensky decided to bring back the CDC's recommendation that everyone wear a mask indoors in areas where the virus is spreading. But the data from Cape Cod? The CDC did not share that data with the public until days later.
1: We felt the duty to inform that if you were walking around and happened to have a breakthrough infection, that you would know that you had the possibility of bringing it home to a loved one, of carrying it to a long-term care facility as you were visiting a loved one, of bringing it to a child who wasn't eligible to be vaccinated. But that was heavy. Nobody was going to welcome that news. We knew that. And so, trying to sort of evolve the science and describe the science in the face of really unwelcome news—it was certainly unwelcome to me—was the hard moment. It was a really hard moment.
2: There was a little bit of criticism about um, the timing. People thought, "Oh, you should put put some of the data out before you give this guidance." And I would like, you know, to, to sort of hear what that rationale was because I, I think traditionally you guys have, have usually put out the data and then, you know, at that same moment had a change in the guidance. So it's all very clear.
1: Yeah, I, um, so we saw several pieces of evidence. We knew the the publication was going to come quickly. If we put it out before the publication came out, we would say data are forthcoming. This is what we feel like you need to do right now. And until the data came out, there was going to be heat and there absolutely was heat. If we waited until all the I's were dotted and T's were crossed and we had a pretty publication come out, the criticism was going to be, you waited until you had your pretty publication. How long have you known about this and didn't tell us? In those moments, my job is to put my head down, ignore the criticism, and do the right thing for the public and to do the right thing for health. And in my mind, the right thing for health was to tell people what I knew when I knew it.
2: Is there any other type of guidance uh, right now that um, the CDC is sort of reviewing? And um, yeah, I'm just kind of wondering if if there's anything, um, any guidance you're debating or working on right now. We're not really I
1: don't have any, you know, I don't think anything that you're not expecting. So, you know, obviously people are questioning um, how long these vaccines are going to work and if and when we will all be needing boosters. The rapidity at which we need to produce science in this is is extraordinary. So people want to know, do the vaccines work against Delta? We have a lot of data to go through, collect clean, analyze in a relatively short period of time. And that's what we're spending a lot of our time thinking about right now. I know you can't make predictions about where, you know, what the data will show uh, in the near future, but just to kind of level with the public, how long do you think people should be prepared to still be living within the context of a pandemic and still having some kind of guidelines that we're following because at the end of the day, you know, the virus certainly isn't going anywhere anytime soon? What I've learned over the last 18 months is um, this virus is pretty humbling. Every time you think you might be seeing the end of the tunnel, you need to be aware for what comes around the corner. And, um, you know, we do have some control over that. Um, And yet it's not yet clear to me that we are gonna unify together to claim that control.
0: So, Sarah, Looking back at your interview with Dr. Walensky, what would you say was your takeaway?
2: One of the big takeaways was just this pandemic is still evolving. Um, even now, we've been in this for so long. Um, we thought we had a handle on it, and we didn't. You know, the Delta variant took us by surprise. You know, I, I actually had a breakthrough infection last week, and I was sick. And uh, you know, I've, I've been fully vaccinated. And that took me by surprise. You know, I had gone through the entire pandemic without, at least without my knowledge of having having an infection. And uh, it was last week when, you know, I thought, I thought things were, were turning a corner not too long ago and, and then I got sick. I think that, and then sort of hearing what Dr. Walensky was talking about, those two things together kind of really highlighted to me, like, this is still a pandemic, it's not over.
0: That's all for today, Thursday, August 12th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and the Wall Street Journal. Special thanks to Brianna Abbott for her help with today's episode. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.